What's going on, everybody? Eric Lindquist at Stochastic here on the Outshopper channel coming to you with another edition. But ladies, links, likes, and locks, hit that like button, subscribe button, notification button goes a long way for me, and this video goes a long way for you. That way you become a prize whenever great content is going live here at our little neck of the YouTube woods. Uh, yeah, Sabonis so went over his assist. That is uh, that is a thing that happened. happened in the first half. That was painful. Minnesota is absolutely smashing. That feels very nice. Just saying, there's a lot of stuff here coming up later. I ended up on Kyrie Irving, 24 and a half points, 25 and a half points. Uh, he's off to a really nice start here. Uh, so that was in the premium Discord. Had a lot of other good stuff. Obviously, Toronto got good closing line value, plus five and a half. Surely they're just going to get smashed now because of that. Uh, plus four is where it's at. At We're about an hour away from tip here as we speak. So overall, again, feel good about a lot of the reads. Obviously, there are some things that look silly in hindsight uh, from time to time, like the Sabonis assist prep. But we're not going to talk about that now because this is a forward-looking show. And obviously, uh market-based approach it is what it is friends you're not gonna well you're gonna have like 20 30 bets that are gonna have positive ev you're looking for the top tippy top ones that can still be salvaged here today that will feel nice also bet mgm look down below that's really nice bet five dollars get 158 it's 58 because of the super bowl haha <laughs> super bowl 58 but get 158 when you sign up at the link below ridiculous deal going on with bet mgm now again five dollars at the link below into 158. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Talk about Odd Chopper a little bit later quickly, but we've got 10 games. No time to dilly-dally this time around. Producer Jacob, hi. Missed you all day. We're going to hang out for the next hour. Let's get to the picks. Oh my gosh. Look at that score. It is so big. Minnesota up 24 minutes going into the uh, fourth quarter as we speak. That is a wild run out for sure. Uh, also sweating do up wreath here. Uh, we need 10, 10 points plus rebounds here in the second half. He is at nine. Thought he made a free throw earlier. They took that off the board. It's impossible. He just wasn't ever at the free throw line. Yeah, let's talk about tomorrow's basketball. Minnesota plus six taking on Boston. Minnesota on a back-to-back -back Boston not. Not ideal circumstances for my Minnesota Timberwolves. They did play earlier this season in Minnesota. Really nice outing by my Timberwolves. That is going to be a little bit different here in this spot, but some injury news that could break their way. Kristaps Porzingis is questionable for this one. You have Jason Tatum, though. He's the big. He's off the injury report, but was talking about this with uh, Mr. Mr. Jacob yesterday. Kristaps Porzingis, pretty important to the complexion of this basketball team. He stretches the floor for the likes of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and then you have Drew Holiday questionable there as well. Right elbow sprain injury management. That is what is listed on the injury report. That is a mouthful, but we still have Anthony Edwards, who ended up returning to the game, did get dinged up there. Sounds like he also was just maybe going to the bathroom. Some mixed reporting there on the twitters.com. But I'm going to, nah, we're just going to stay away from this entirely. Obviously, six is a lot for my Minnesota Timberwolves with the defensive proclivity they have to get it done. But they're in a spot where this is on a back-to-back. -back I don't feel all that great about it. They're down in Orlando, now flying to take on the best team in the NBA. Yeah, they're going to need some help here, but I would lean Minnesota plus six. No props here as of yet because it's on the back-to-back. -back. We will take a look at those tomorrow, try to read some tea leaves, but otherwise, more than likely a pretty unappealing game to uh, bet. Very appealing game for me and producer Jacob to watch. Maybe we have to have a side bet on this. Just kidding. I don't want that smoke. Uh, Sacramento, minus six and a half, taking on the Charlotte Hornets. Dear Lord Almighty, Demonis Sabonis, just made me feel like a fool. You make me feel like a fool. 
taking unders on this guy, and he's just smashing in the first half. Now, given Detroit came out of the gate, they were up like 20, like right out of the gate of that one. And then they came clawing back. Sacramento actually ended up by three at the end of that first half. Again, Detroit scored 47 points in that first half. They have 95 now at the end of the third quarter. So, again, just a ridiculous points allotment for them here in this spot. But uh, what am I paying attention to? Oh, yeah, Charlotte. This is another really unappealing game for me. Again, Sacramento, the team that's on the back-to-back. And yet, I feel as though these... Sacramento would be eight and a half, I feel like, if this wasn't a back-to-back. Again, the numbers I have, I'm looking at seven and a half. Okay, that's fair enough as far as a break-even number here, but not good enough when you're paying that 10% juice to be firing this up in any way, shape, or form. So, like, do I want to do anything here? The answer is more than likely no. However, one thing to keep in mind, Kevin Herter, he did end up starting that basketball game out of the middle of nowhere, had the jersey on for practice, people were tweeting that out. Tried to take advantage in the prop market, but they were gone like the wind. Again, Chris Duarte props not getting posted the day of. That is for sure. Especially when he is announced as probably not going to be starting. Yeah, so just pay attention to that because Kevin Herter played pretty decently there in that first half. We'll see. I haven't been watching this third quarter as I finished out everything for you with the modeling, with the odd chopper, with everything in between. So this game, another gross one. We'll move along. Sacramento minus six and a half. Move along, move along like I know you will. Shout out all American rejects. That came from nowhere. Let's talk San Antonio and Detroit. I want to fly again because, again, there's just not a lot to say. Detroit, they're hosting back-to-backs. Sacramento, they're in the dogfight right now. San Antonio, does Bojan Bogdanovic, who they said they're not going to trade, said is going to be a part of their future. They were apparently also linked to trying to get Pascal Siakam. (laughs) Good luck with that. That would be absolute insanity. However, Jeremy Grant did end up in Detroit for God knows what reasons. And he ends up in Portland for God knows what reasons. He's just doing a lot of God knows what reasons full stuff. Not a word. Victor Webinyama is playing mid-20s minutes like every time around, which makes it very difficult. However, he just goes over his blocks and steals props like nonstop ad nauseum, and yet I don't bet them, even though it's like barely green on my sheet every single time around. I don't know what to make of it. It's just that when you project him for 25 minutes and he plays a little bit more, like 26, 27 from time to time, it just becomes a freaking headache to pull the trigger on anything that is in a short where... Do I want to short a block prop on, on Victor anytime soon? No, I, I really don't. Dude's scary. Very tall and pencil-like. Uh, over 239 is the only play that I would entertain here. Obviously, Cade Cunningham will continue to be out here. They said they'd reevaluate him here in a hot second. You have Dominic Barlow questionable, which actually matters because they do have Mamadi Diakite. They have Sandro Mamamukashvili, who could end up getting some backup five minutes. And again, those are the guys who have to get inserted instead of Victor Wembanyama, which is nice for our boy Jalen Duran if he plays on this back-to-back. Again, lots of ifs in this game. Over 239. Let's get to a play, shall we? And why wouldn't we start with a Daniel Gafford points prop? Washington plus seven and a half, taking on the Indiana Pacers in this one. I will point out the total, 250 and a half. You should know this by now. When these two teams were going to suit up, you were going to see something in the 250s. The reason it's not even higher than that, well, Washington's not very good at scoring the basketball still. 111.9, uh, sorry, 111.9 adjusted offensive rating. That is 25th in the NBA. So while they play second in pace, first is obviously the Pacers. They do not put the ball in the basket. <laughs> but however, we're looking at a points prop, mainly because as you work through the rotations, 
you have to get Mike Muscala off the floor in some of these spots. It is just getting asinine. Again, Washington's not trying to win basketball games. They're trying to develop talent. And I guess then why are they trying to develop Jordan Poole, who did have a good outing last time out. Nice to see him actually confident. But I got to say, there's no injury news outside of Indiana, obviously being without Tyrese Halliburton. And that, friends, is kind of where I don't know why the 250 and a half total is as... We'll see where the money comes in on this one. Something tells me this might get bet down a little bit. And yet, Daniel Gafford is at nine and a half points. Now, he is the savior of Gotham. We bet him at ten and a half. That was the last time he went over his points prop. Has gone under in three straight. I don't care about stuff like that. I see a total. I see pace. I see the need for him to be on the floor because of a lot of front court options. Miles Turner offensively more proclivity in this spot. Yeah, more proclivity. Yeah, that's the right way of saying that. You have Jalen Smith, Obi Toppin. Uh, even, you know, Aaron Neesmith. There, there's a number of guys. Isaiah Jackson gets in this rotation uh, 10 to 18-ish minutes. Depends on the night. Depends how the frisky naughty they're feeling. But Washington needs to have Daniel Gafford on the floor. He's actually good to some extent. He's out there trying really hard. Averages two blocks a game. Can get in foul trouble from time to time. But he's been better in that regard here of late. It's just been blowout after blowout after blowout. So... Nine and a half is the adjusted number. We buy back in, friends. We waited for this to come back down, down in an earlier round. And sugar, we're going down swinging with the over of nine and a half. I like it. I also like this offer. The best one we've ran at BetMGM pretty much ever. Pretty much ever. Let's talk about it, shall we? On your screen. If you have not signed up for BetMGM yet, why wouldn't you take advantage of betting $5, just $5, and guaranteeing yourself a dub? $158 in bonus bets instantly when you use that QR code in front of your face or when you sign up at the link below that is down there in the description box. Again, you want to have multiple sports books. If you have DraftKings, FanDuel, Caesars, all these great ones, awesome. That's phenomenal. You want to have multiple sports books so you can shop for the best lines. So you can utilize these tools. And when you bet $5, you get $158 in bonus bets instantly. And hey, you know, obviously Odd Chopper isn't attached to this specific promo when it comes down to like the two free months deal. That's off the table here. But again, this is better because that was a $100 value you were getting for $10 here. You're getting $158 in bonus bets automatically. So if you've not signed up, they're doing this for the Super Bowl. Again, Super Bowl 58, good stuff. Uh, that's why it's 158, I would assume so. Otherwise, it'd be very strange. But anyway, bet five, get 158 in post bets. If you're 21 and over, if you have a gambling problem, please, please, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty, y'all. Happy to bring that offer to you. Back to the picks we go. Joel Embiid out. Feels like that's important to talk about. Joel Embiid is out. Now I talked about it. D'Anthony Melton will also be questionable here as Philly heads into Atlanta. 244, another hefty little total that we have here on this one. I don't want to deal with the total. I do have a total coming up later on the program, which I did not see coming. Can't believe that it's actually happening with a Miami game. And it's not an under. Philly, plus two and a half here taking on Atlanta. And uh, yeah, Joel Embiid out. De'Anthony Melton, that's another piece who really, really matters. You're looking at lots and lots of minutes and lots and lots of usage for one Tobias Harris. He's off the injury report. Paul Reed obviously inserted into that starting lineup more than likely. They've gone to Mo Bamba from time to time. But Tyrese Halliburton is the starred, circled, highlighted guy. Now, I will touch on the fact that Clint Capella is questionable. I doubt they're going to post any kind of props for rebounds for a Kongwu or points for a Kongwu or anything for a Kongwu because him inserted into that starting lineup would be awesome sauce for a lot of his props. That's for sure. They're looking at Bruno Fernando. We don't talk about Bruno. A lot of dads out there who hate me after that one. Uh, probably a lot of moms who hate me for it too. Uh, 
in Kanto. Yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, Clint Capella, he's questionable. 26 minutes, 28 minutes of him a night. Mega Congo would see a definite hefty bump there. And the other thing, DeAndre Hunter is continuing to be out. So Sadiq Bey was going to be in that starting lineup no matter what. But I'm a sick person. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm very nervous about saying this one out loud. But my favorite play from this game is something that I bet. It was actually the first thing that I ended up seeing on the board. First thing that graded out as I was working through these games. 32 and a half is a big number for Tyrese Maxey here. I understand that DeJounte Murray... There's reports that he could be going back to San Antonio, that San Antonio wants him back, which makes sense. I think Atlanta would probably like that too. This this hasn't gone as well for them. And obviously San Antonio looking to accumulate anything that they like. And DeJounte Murray, well, they liked him once upon a time. Played a lot better there than he played in Atlanta at times, at spurts. But a lot of that is just Trey Young out there. But Trey Young defense on Tyrese Maxey. And yet, here I am wanting to take the under of 32 and a half because it's just too big of a number here at Open. Yeah, he's totally going for 50 now, isn't he? Again, it's math, friends. Again, you don't want to take the under of Tyrese Maxey. That was the first play that stood out. It doesn't mean it was a lock. It's actually not my favorite like play because I like this one even more. That's for sure. It grades out with a little bit higher expected value. And that is the name of the game, friends. Oklahoma City taking on Miami three and a half point favorites are the Oklahoma City Thunder. We've backed them a lot over the course of this season. And well... They're 20 to 1 to win the title here now. Miami 28 to 1. There, there is not enough rum down there in Miami to get me drunk enough to bet that number. That's for sure. However, they'll somehow win a play-in game against Chicago, ride it to the NBA finals, and then you could hedge out of that bet. Look, I know a buddy who did that last year. I was not that buddy who wasn't me. But I had the Denver future, so it didn't really matter. Anyway, we're not here to brag. We're not here to boast. We're here to make a good wager. Oklahoma City plays way up in pace. You know this by now. This shouldn't surprise anybody. They are, what, sixth now? That's a little surprising. Yeah, San Antonio, Atlanta, Milwaukee, Washington, Indy. Yeah, there you go. Oklahoma City, sixth, 101.1 possessions per 48 minutes. And then strength of schedule. They've played a tough strength of schedule. Seventh in strength of schedule here over the course of this season. That's adjusted for your adjusted offensive rating, defensive rating of your opposition, and grading that out uh, as it progresses. And strength of schedule can fluctuate, obviously. But... Friends, this is a game that I'm looking at the over of a 233 total with Miami involved. Now, let me count out the ways that I think that makes sense. First of all, it doesn't to me. Like, in the back of my head, the way I used to bet sports, you know, seven, eight years ago before I realized that I was doing things incorrectly, was that I would look at a number and I would say, that is too high. That is too low. That is just right. Like, I'm one of the three little bears. But this is different times, friends, when you have modeling and when you have Odd Shopper working for you. Again, looking over at OS, seeing a tiny bit of expected value, and then coming back to the modeling station here and looking at pace that Oklahoma City is going to add to their opposition. Because again, OKC is a good defensive team. 113.1 adjusted defensive rating is actually seventh. But Miami, they're not dead last in the doldrums there at 97.8 possessions per 48 minutes. Now, they are fourth slowest in the NBA just barely in front of Phoenix, Denver, and Chicago. But offensively, they have some sharpshooters knocking down shots right now. Tyler Hero's been playing some actual decent ball here of late. Kind of star highlighted, talked about that over on the DFS channel a little bit ago here. We also have Demarcus Rob or sorry, Demarcus Robbins. Can you tell I was looking at NFL this morning too? I was looking at some, I was breaking down. Rams-Detroit's a very interesting football game for anybody who gives it flying, you know what, but I'll cover that on NFL Lindy's, that's for sure. That's not coming up for, what, three days? I got plenty of time. 
plenty of work here. Put in that work, Devin, don't give up. But as I look at Tyler Hero, more minutes for, uh, I almost said DeMarcus again, what the hell? Duncan Robinson, dear Lord, Eric, what's going on? And Jaime Jaquez, who I really like as an offensive piece here, doesn't need a crazy amount of usage to just go out there and be pretty decent, shooting nearly 51% from the field over the course of this season. So Oklahoma City brings that pace, brings that pace. It's a competitive game, which means that, you know, you get some of those free throws towards the end of the game. And this is just right for me, friends. Yeah, we are back to the three little bears thing. 232 and a half or 233, depending on where you're able to find this, friends. I like the over. I like the over. I like the over. I like the over, over, over. And I like it more than any other like play on the card. I only have one lock and it is just oh so sweet. But let's get to the next game after we talk out sharper quick. $14.95 weekly, $49.95 monthly. We have slashed prices for the OS Premium Tools, the Discord Insider Access. If you want to get my Benny card every single Sunday through Friday, and overall for the last month, it has been an awesome ride. MLB was a ridiculous, redonkulous ride. And then I went on this crazy bender heater for the last seven, eight days until, well, Monday was not good. Monday was subpar. And then Tuesday, I have no idea how it's going to shape up. We shall see here in the end. In the end kept everything inside and even though i tried it all fell apart what it meant to be will eventually be a memory of the time you signed up for 14.95 using promo code lindy because then you'll get 20 percent off friends yes 20 percent off make it 12 dollars or 42 dollars for your first month yeah 12 dollars for a week expert picks discord premium tools the positive ev tool worked through that the other day really fun stuff friends all in one easy to find easy to use package down at the link below back to the picks we go I want to move through these two games very, very quickly for you. Houston and Chicago uh, on the injury front. I was working through this. Dylan Brooks continues to be out. Terry Eason will be out as well. No longer like leg injury management, yada, yada, yada. Tori Craig, though, looking at, uh, it, I, I don't even know. Everybody's supposed to be in on both sides of these that's projected in. That means efficient numbers. I'm not going to bet these into any, oh, what are we doing? This, this entire game sucks. Now, Kobe White, I did take the under on 31 and a half, 30 and a half. He goes for 32 in regulation and then just completely nukes his PRA. Oh, so sad times. So, so sad times. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Zach Levine's just going to be out there not shooting from the get-go. That would be good to know ahead of time. He had six shots from the field in regulation last game. These are the things you get when you watch an entire game and you're sweating one guy to go under throughout 48 minutes. Again, an under can be a much longer sweat because once your guy goes over, you can, oh, I'll go to the next game, go to the next. Unders can be long-ass sweats, that's for sure. And you're winning your bet right from the get-go. And then when somebody heads to the locker room, you don't feel dead inside like you do when you take overs on certain guys. However, Luca just went to the locker room. That's pretty terrifying. Hopefully he's okay. Anyway... I have nothing to add here. Jabari Smith under one and a half steals plus blocks. How's that for uh, an absurd play that is at the top of my model? Don't know why, but I want to justify ripping someone's head off. Next game. Pelicans and Warriors. The big news is actually not even going to be playing basketball here for the Golden State side. Draymond Green. I have to say, I'll get sentimental for a minute. Draymond Green, I go back and forth about just about any other athlete in the entire NBA. Some days I love him. Some days I can't stand the, the sight of his face because he's freaking out about some super small minute call in the middle of a first quarter that doesn't matter, that you have 47 minutes to justify again. I am the guy who thinks that like situational 
getting calls right at the end of games. That's why you get replay inside of two minutes because all your decisions are based on what the score is, based on what you need to do there. So it's more important that officials are better during those time frames. But like a ticky tack call here or there early on and you freaking out, and kicking your legs, it's annoying. But if you haven't seen his press conference talking about him trying to come back and the fact that he's talking to his kids about wanting to do something right, like you you need to see dad make it right. I kind of got like choked up for a second. It was really, really strange to me because generally speaking, and then he's an awesome TNT analyst. I, I hope this isn't just lip service. I hope he takes initiative. And then when he shows up here that we don't have him kicking and screaming or nailing dudes in the groin because that can't feel good. For the other guy seems like he enjoys it in the moment and then he's saying the opposite and then he's putting Rudy Gobert in a headlock and it's a whole thing anyway just go back and check it out cool stuff that's pretty much all I have to talk about here Pelicans and Golden State I don't know money line we did get an opening number it's minus 110 on both sides if it's a complete pick em. Zion Williamson is questionable way too much to mine through here that I'm not going to know until the morning and I doubt we get a whole hell of a lot other than a pick em line so enjoy that one. I won't be here to flip coins. I will be here for my favorite play of the day. It is the Denver Nuggets taking on the Utah Jazz. And shout out the Utah Jazz for uh, spanking that butt over there in Milwaukee. My dear sweet Lord, did Utah decide to play some basketball? And they've been playing really good basketball of late in general. Starting to get all the pieces healthy and starting to find rotations that work, floor spacing that works getting Lori Markinen actual volume from time to time, Colin Sexton not sucking, Chris Dunn not sucking. These are good things. These are really, really good things if you're a Utah fan. Hopefully you can turn over some assets and actually build out a basketball team, but you know, still more than likely suspect you're going to have a completely different-looking basketball team by the end of this season. But hey, building assets, having certain players play well at the right time, that matters more, way more than people think it does. It matters a lot, especially if they can keep it up for a month from now before the trade deadline. That would be awfully useful for them. It's after the day. It's like a month and a half, two months away. But anyway, Denver minus seven and a half taking on Utah. The obvious thing is what in the world, Nikola Jokic? What in the absolute world? Four points. I know it was 25 minutes. I know they blew out Detroit, but they only put up four against Jalen Dern. Four, seven, and 16. The weirdest stat line that I've seen in quite some time. How about just 4.7 rebounds, 16 assists? That's a dream on green stat line if I have ever seen one in my lifetime. But Jokic, he averages 25 and a half, 12 and 9. You got to expect a bounce back here. And I expect a bounce back in a big way here. And here's kind of what I'm looking at. John Collins has been in this starting rotation here at the five pretty frequently. They're going to have to go to Walker Kessler. And if they don't start him here in this spot, I don't really know what they're doing because John Collins makes no sense when you have Walker Kessler on your bench, who's out there, obviously can get in foul trouble. Obviously, they've been limiting his minutes, 19, 21. He was dinged up once upon a time, but that was a long time ago. They've just been very, very strange with his minutes off the bench. I think defensively him, Kelly Olenek even might bring a little bit more than a John Collins there, even though that's not what he is known for. Just saying, this feels like a spot where Jokic is going to be out there distributing again. And you're going to, once in a blue moon, get one of these box scores where a guy just has zero interest in scoring a basketball. That's going to happen once in a blue moon, but otherwise he hasn't had anything lower 
well, he has a couple of single digit ones where he got dinged up, only played 16 minutes against Chicago. So that doesn't necessarily count. And then the 15 minutes against Detroit got dinged up there too. So yeah, they, there have been games that he's had on the single digit end of the spectrum, but I am very much behind him going up against Utah in a game that the pace has increased 237. More possessions, more rebound opportunities. You got Utah that likes to take a lot of long-range threes with all of the guys that they put into the mix. Now, Lori actually knocks them down, so that's useful. But Vontaccio, Clarkson, Sexton, Taylor Horn Tucker, and he's not going to be in the rotation anymore. Colin Sexton, Chris Dunn, these are all willing shooters in the willing participants in the shooting department. That's what I was trying to say. A lot of rebound opportunities. And then lastly, as you look, friends, over here at the Utah side of things, it makes all the sense in all the land for them to just destroy them coming off of a couple of lackluster outings by basically him, Jamal Murray. Now, Jamal Murray ended up going completely ballistic last time out against Detroit, but starting to see signs of that NBA championship form. And I want to buy in early here on a number that has started to dip across the industry. And I've been tracking it. Hasn't been on the card for a while, for some time. Now, sometimes you don't have access to the under, you know, you, you take the either the over the under, the triple-double prop. Sometimes those aren't available. And sometimes, you know, you just have to short the entire portfolio. But single-game parlays, they generally lean themselves towards overs and you know, kill you with the VIG. Not trying to dissuade you. What I'm trying to say is that we're getting nice plus money on Nikola Jokic here for the first time in a long time. Hasn't triple-doubled since... Uh, one, two, three, four, since December, he has not done it yet in the year of our Lord 2024. And that, friends, changes right freaking now. Nikola Jokic, triple-double, Utah Jazz. I just lost this in my sheet, so I'm trying to stall for time. Do you think I can make it to the end of this segment, Producer Jacob? Do you think I can pull this back up here while I'm doing this? I think I can. I think I can, but plus 200 at FanDuel.com currently two to one on a Joker triple double to the moon. Knocks in a moon. The mummy returns. Toronto on a back to back plus nine and a half taking on the Clippers. You have Jakob Pertle out for a while and the Clippers at full strength playing absolute God ball. I have nothing. Minus nine and a half Clippers. Let's end the show, please. I'm ready to go home. Wait, I am home. And that does it for another edition of Lindy's Leans, Likes, and Locks. Uh, let me know your favorite play down below. Under 30 minutes, under 30 minutes. How about that? Let me know if you enjoy an under 30-minute show here. Uh, just done and dusted, as uh, my favorite Peloton instructor would say. Uh, bet MGM, though, friends. That is phenomenal stuff. Bet 5, get 158 down below. Obviously, Odd Chopper. Obviously, so many great things going on here in the YouTube streets. Hope you lean, Hope you enjoyed. Hopefully, we can get that Toronto plus 5.5 locked cash tonight. That would be nice. Again, closing line value you know what you can do with that from time to time nothing you, you pat pat on the back eric good job but producer jacob thank you so much yet again for an amazing job producing Just get to listen to me what a lucky guy let's get ourselves out of your friends until next time until uh what is it carry the one thursday i'm eric lindquist best of luck in the nba streets on wednesday <laughs>